If you did Sunday school or VBS as a kid, or you did it with kids here at Colonial, it's a fair bet that you have heard the story of Jonah and the whale before. A few years ago, I remember this, we, we put down together an experience downstairs for our kids to enter into the dark belly of the beast. And it was complete with a heartbeat sound and fish smell. It was cool. As the story goes, the, word, the Lord's word came to Jonah and Mittai's son. Get up and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for though evil has come to my attention. Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And I remember this from visiting the British Museum. There's actually an ancient wall relief of a picture of the Assyrians attacking a Judean city. Here it is. It might be a little hard to make out, but this is an ancient picture from Nineveh of an attack that they made against the city of Lachis. It shows multiple images of Judeans being impaled and there are these stacks of Judean heads, yes, disembodied heads, because the soldiers of the Assyrian army were paid by the number of heads that they turned in. It was a brutal time of war. For Jonah's people, the Judeans, it was a war of survival against an enemy nation whose goal was nothing less than the complete destruction of the nation of Judah. No war in history has caused more death and destruction than the Second World War. It also was a brutal time of war. Nazi Germany's goal was nothing less than the complete annihilation of Jews. And these United States, they came together with a common purpose to resist this evil. So what was, uh, during not basic training or anything, but during your time in Olathe, what was your, your favorite thing about being in the Navy? The fact that I was involved in a wonderful organization with wonderful people who were very efficiently fighting evil. And they weren't misunderstood or whatever co-opted it is these days. They were evil. And it was, uh, it made you feel as though your existence had a reason. Dorothy's generation came together to resist an evil that was an existential threat. The United States was and is a nation of immigrants, diverse. The need to come together in common purpose was so great that this nation made a decision to include women in the workforce, something it hadn't done before. To include African Americans in the military and in new areas of the workforce. And let's be honest, the civil rights movement really gets going during and after the war. African Americans who had served, bled, and died for this nation 
weren't going to be outcast again. Women's rights were becoming human rights issues. 75 years later, we still have a way to go, but justice will be done and soon. So with all the hate and the brutality between Judah and Assyria, you can understand why Jonah was not nuts to be on assignment and then to go into the capital Nineveh. And while there, to tell them that God was going to destroy their city in 40 days if they didn't end the war. But after God making Jonah's duty very clear in the belly of the beast, Jonah decided to carry out his mission. Now Nineveh was indeed an enormous city, three days walk across. Jonah started into the city walking one day, and he cried out, Just forty days more and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast and put on mourning clothes, from the greatest of them to the least, signif least significant. When word of it reached the king of Nineveh, he too got up from his throne, stripped himself of his robe, covered himself with mourning clothes, and sat in ashes. So if you were thinking that the story of Jonah in the Beast of the Belly sounded like a tall tale, it's got nothing on this. This would have been like an American walking into Berlin in 1942 and yelling out once to anyone who would listen, you're all gonna lose and Berlin is going to be destroyed. And that rather than that person being shot or arrested, Hitler decided to call off the war, repent, and apologize. The fish story actually sounds a lot more likely. But that's the way this story goes. Our nation is divided. And it's hard to imagine this nation coming together in common purpose in any way, any way even close to what Dorothy's generation, those who founded this church community, the way that they came together. There's so much anger, threats of civil unrest, war even. There are those today who are thrilled with the results of the election and they, and they, they can't wait to strike back at their enemies. And even though that things went the way that they wanted, they want to see their enemies suffer in their defeat. Jonah saw God forgive the Assyrians, but Jonah thought this was utterly wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Come on, Lord! Wasn't this precisely my point when I was back in my own land? This is why I fled to Tarshish earlier. I know that you are a merciful and compassionate God, very patient, full of faithful love, and willing not to destroy. At this point, Lord, you may as well take my life from me, because it would be better for me to die than to live. The Lord responded, Is your anger a good thing? Is your anger a good thing? Jonah went outside of Nineveh, and he pouted. He truly wanted God to wipe the Assyrians out. 
Instead, Jonah saw God's mercy and compassion, and it made him angry. After the Second World War, many of the veterans had seen the horror of war. Here's a small world thing for you. My grandfather actually flew with Dorothy's husband, Lynn. My grandfather fought at El Amin and Normandy. And those veterans, they came home with a vision of building a better world, fixing the divisions that had led to so much death and suffering. They built church communities like this one in that hope. And it didn't mean that they always agreed. Oh, dear God, no, they did not agree. Church meetings, Dorothy tells you about this, church meetings could go on sometimes for hours and sometimes still do. And Dorothy remembered these contentious meetings from 70 years ago like this. But you, you don't, you know, sit there and wait to marshal your forces. You listen to what they have to say, and you come to a reasonable agreement and still friends. You didn't just sit waiting, marshalling your forces to defeat your opposition. You listen. You come to a reasonable agreement, and you are still friends. Is there anything in Dorothy's experience that we might need to remember today? Is there any wisdom that we can find for living and maybe even fixing and healing the divisions that we are facing? The story of Jonah ends with him unmoved by God's mercy and compassion. Jonah would rather die than live in a world in which his enemies didn't suffer in defeat. In the years following the Second World War, these United States made a decision to help our enemies rebuild. Our Kansas-Oklahoma Conference of the United Church of Christ continues a partnership with the church in Baden, Germany. We actually had some people scheduled to go there in May, but, you know, COVID. Today, the United States views Germany and Japan as friends, allies even. Dorothy's generation made a different decision from Jonah. They decided to listen and to find a way to build friendship. What will our decision be? How do we move forward now? This church was founded with the hope of it being an instrument of compassion, mercy, justice. Whether you grew up in this church community or you have tuned in for the first time today, you can decide to be an inheritor of that hope, a hope that God places in front of every generation. Everything from the social media posts you make to your participating 
in our continuing ministries, our work together, it all matters. Each individual action can be made with the mind of Christ, with a hope for the healing of the nation.